Welcome to the Manager Matt podcast show. The show is designed to give you solutions to your day-to-day management and leadership problems. It's hosted by Matthew Haddock, a frontline manager and leader with over 25 years of experience. If you're ready, then let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Manager Matt podcast show, a weekly show designed to help you as a manager and leader become the best at delivering results you will need. Please take the time, if you haven't already, to subscribe to the show and you'll never miss an episode and share it with others who might get the benefit. Well, without any more delay, let's get on with this week's show. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this week's Manager Matt podcast show. Well, last week I touched on the idea of being able to present and it being quite a major part of what we do uh, as managers is, is presenting. We have to either present in meetings, on uh, regular occurrences with our teams, we have to communicate a lot and presenting is really important. And I wanted to continue that theme this week when I talk around how to present with a presence and how to present maybe with a an element of power, if you like, uh, and not in a negative egotistical way of power but how to make sure that you're putting your points over so i'm going to go through a few skills i think are really important around it i'm going to go through how you can become natural or as natural as you can when you're trying to speak uh, with audiences and how you can make it flow but i think the first question we really do need to ask ourselves when we're presenting is the fact the, the fact is you know what are you doing it for you know, and how do you get your point over or get your point across in the most memorable and engaging way? Because that's what people want. They want to be engaged. They want to be hopefully engrossed in what you're saying and taking something away from it. So enjoying the experience of the presenter, but also being able to take that information away and hopefully do something with it or just walk away almost entertained which of, of course people just do i mean yourself you're ch- tuning into a, a podcast about management and about leadership i'm assuming there's a little bit of entertainment in it i hope so uh, maybe there isn't maybe there is send me some feedback you know the address uh, so let's start really around this idea of a natural speaker are people born as a natural presenter Um, And it's an interesting concept, you know, do you sort of come into this world and be able to, as soon as you can talk, to be able to present and hold an audience? You know, is it something that you just, nature gives you those gifts? Now, I mean, I think there is a part part of me that thinks that there is some people who are more akin to um, doing this. I mean, they do say that some people have such a big phobia around uh, presenting that they would rather die than actually stand up and do a presentation. Uh, And that's really scary, seeing as the fact that that would actually rather give up breathing, give up living on this beautiful world of ours, than actually give up give a presentation now we we all know that that's probably not not true you know i mean i think if you pushed into the limelight you'd you'd make your presentation and you make your speech and i think what you really need to look at is you know when you are being a, a speaker when you're standing up as i said in the other episode about what it's for but also there's the idea of how can we make it memorable and some scary facts that 70 percent of an audience can't actually remember uh, what was being presented and sometimes almost like 50% of the presenters can't actually say what they were presenting. And that really gives us a problem in the world of presentation and the problem of giving uh, information out. If 70% of people aren't going to remember it, 
and 50% of the people saying it can't actually remember what they said. So how do we get around that? I mean, there's a there's a big there's been a big help using technology. You know, if you think back many years, and and maybe some of the audience is old enough, maybe some aren't that you would have had a a projector with a screen, um, with a with a glass base with a big light behind it and it'd shine up onto a magnifying glass and that'd shoot out um, and, and that's how you did it you had to write your notes onto this clear paper and then you'd be able to read it and, and work that way uh, when you're doing it obviously now technology's made it much easier for us to be presenters it makes it a lot easier for us to give presentations but the problem is now that powerpoint which is the main go-to has become boring you hear the death by PowerPoint. People saying that actually PowerPoint has gone far too too far. People are presenting just by reading off of what's on the screen. You know, so that's that's part of the problem is that they, they think that as soon as they start up a presentation, then they need to start writing it uh, onto PowerPoint. Instead of thinking, do I get a piece of paper and actually sketch out what I'm trying to get over? What is that message? As I said, what is the what is the points I'm trying to get across in my presentation what is the most memorable way and engaging way of getting people to be interested the first thing you really should do is avoid taking powerpoint on first and start to sketch it onto a piece of paper use a mind map whichever way you you think we know it's a big fear for you so the more that you do these things the more that you try to frame what you're doing as part of an everyday conversation it makes it a lot easier the most uh, engaging people you see when you watch TED Talks or you watch YouTube or you, you watch you know, politicians, uh, although politicians maybe might be a bad example with what people say about politicians, but there'll be people who are very engaging, who are very good um, at, at getting the message over, almost natural. And a lot of that isn't natural. It's practised, it's practised and it's training. And that is a big thing. There is no quick fixes when you're doing presentations. You might say people, and I've done it myself, oh well, I'll just do it off the hoof. You've got to be very, very good or very, very confident of the subject to be able to do it without any idea or any kind of practice. And now they always say, or a lot of people I hear say, practice makes perfect. Please don't use that. Practice never makes you perfect. The fact is that people are perfect. We know that. But practice does improve. The more you do, the more I've done this show now for three years, the more I'm getting more used to it. I used to write a script, uh, an actual proper script with with all the words on it, and I then would read it out. And I'm sure some of you have picked that up on some of my uh, earlier podcasts, how maybe a little bit wooden, maybe not as natural as it's sounding. Whereas now, I actually go through a process of uh, practicing and using um, a, a technique of getting it down on paper and then I'll go in and I'll talk around bullet points more than uh, the actual list or, 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 or as I said a script and that's probably a good idea for us to jump into the idea of using PowerPoint if you think of it that way around what you want to be doing is you want to be looking at how many slides have I've got now there's a there is a technique I'm not sure the person who's done it but they, they call it a 10 20 30 and it's a really good idea to think about this when you're setting up your PowerPoint is you have 10 slides. So a brain is very good. It is the most amazing organ in our body, but it does get bored easy. So you want to only have 10 slides. And then you want to bring down and the 20 part of this equation is make sure it's only 20 minutes long. Even if you've got an hour or even if you've got two hours, make sure the actual content is only 20 minutes because that leaves you such 
more time at the end of your meeting or your presentation for good questions, for good debates, for good conversations. And that's what makes a massive uh, impact on people because they can ask the questions. Worst thing you can have is Q&A at the end and then you don't get time. Oh, I'm really sorry. I've run out of time. We won't have time to do Q&A. And actually, those are the bits that you really want to do. You want to get it because as a presenter, you get the feeling that people have actually listened and understood if they're asking good questions. Uh, you also, as in the audience, get a chance to dig and probe and ask questions and almost run through in your mind, have I got what this person has said? Do I really get what the message is? Do I understand it? And if you use that 20-minute rule, that makes it so much easier. And the last bit of the 10, 20, 30 rule is make sure that you have a font that is no smaller than 30 fonts. So the idea of this is you've got really big fonts on your page. You're not going to be reading off of it, but it gives you bullet points that people can see. There's also a big aid in using pictures up there. Again, the human brain is very pictured forecasts. I know people argue, oh no, I like it written and I love to see the numbers and I'm fine. Yeah, obviously people are different. Thankfully, we're all different. But in the majority of people, pictures work really well. You can see them. They can sort of tell a thousand words sometimes. And as a, and as a presenter, you can use a picture because I've done lots of presentations and, and you don't do the same presentation every time. When I've wrote this one and done my... Um, bullet points totally different now now i'm recording it so what i thought it were going to be so those are the some ideas around powerpoint and we use powerpoint as a shield we know that we're hiding behind powerpoint because you know it makes us feel that we've got something done it makes us feel confident about it uh, but remember death by powerpoint they don't say that for for any reason but the fact is that far too many people use it far too much i don't think people um, there's these these ideas and you know what can we do to make people make the audience um, less um, less less abrasive or, or less confrontational and there's this old thing oh imagine them all in their underwear or imagine them all naked I mean how off-putting is that your brain's got to start to generate these images which put you off your floor completely it's not really what you want to be thinking about so start to work away from that idea because the distraction as well as it being a disgusting thing to think about is your audience sat there with nothing on it's also distracting you from what your content you try to deliver i think personally and, I, and i've given quite a few of these presentations um, that the majority of people are not there to hate on you they're not here to heckle you if you're a politician and you're doing something that's that, that, that you have to send in front of people who are quite angry or you're doing something of a message that people don't like um obviously there's there's going to be challenges in the room but if you know your subject and you're good at what you're doing and you're and you're rolling along and you're giving your message even if it's a bad message the majority of the the people will be fine you know it, it's not you're not going to be stoned uh, in a business meeting they're not going to start throwing things at tomatoes at you and rotten tomatoes it, it's very rare those kind of things will happen but let's move on so we've talked about this idea of natural speaker and, and it's natural to have nerves when you're speaking you know you, you won't be human if you didn't have nerves but don't hide behind the idea of people being naked in the audience and don't use powerpoint as a shield you know stick to the idea of it's there to aid you to give you something for the people to look at but it's not the be all and end all and if you're trying to you know get memorable and engaging questions and engaging actions and people understanding your message then maybe you need to sort of rethink the idea of, of powerpoint remember 
when you're doing a presentation, start thinking around the idea of it being something that you've constructed, you've spent some time on it, you've you've get confidence in what you're doing, and that means sometimes practicing it. That's a really good idea to practice a number of times when you do our presenting. And also have fun. Have fun in, in there and, and enjoy it. And that leads on to me ideas of the six areas that you can create a really powerful presentation. First one, I've touched on that a few times already, is the idea of planning. You know, make sure that you've got it down, that you've doubled the time of the presentation in the preparation time is a good way of thinking about it. Have a think about having a story. So you talked about the slides. Have you got a story? You know, is that story a good thing? Do you have one key message that you try to get over? So when you're planning it, is there the one key thing that you want people to walk away with? Have you identified the topic in your planning that you're really going to land? If you're trying a scattergun approach and you're going with a number of different topics, you know from earlier that 70% of the people are probably going to forget it anyway. So let's think of something really memorable, a short memorable message that you're going to get up, a key message. And then what they do is they you know, tell them what you're going to tell them, then tell them, and then tell them what you just told them is a good way of thinking when you're doing your planning stage. So first part of this is to do some planning and get a planning stage. And then, as I've said, practice makes you better, not perfect. So start to practice. You know, the more you do at this, the better you're going to get. And this practice relentlessly, if I could say it, maybe I should practice saying relentless, over and over again, makes it much better for you when you actually come to presenting it. And it will sound much more natural. You do not want to be reading off of a cue card and not be prepared and not practice. I've been on some courses and, no, look, these people who do these courses and they've taken it on as not part of their job. It's brilliant. You know, they've got themselves up there. They've taken the time to do it but you can hear that they are reading off the card. So when you go to this point, you will do this. And it sounds so wooden. It doesn't sound natural. It makes you sound like the presenter doesn't really know the subject that well. I, especially if I'm doing interviews, because interviews is very much a presentation. You've got to present yourself in interviews. I'll practice in the car on the way to the interview. I'll practice, I'll turn the radio off and practice my presentations or my podcasts, read it through. People must think I'm a, I'm a nutter when I'm first part next to me and I'm, uh, I'm chatting to myself, but it's okay these days because most people think you're on the phone. And, you know, there's not a problem recording yourself, you know, using the microphones. Most phones have a really good microphone on them now. Um, you can video it if you want to do it that way around, but again, more difficult. Uh, uh, but, you know, record it, play it back, get over the sound of your own voice. Because most people go, oh, I hate the sound of my own voice. Well, you know, it's your voice. You're going to be confident. You try to construct a really good message. So you've got to be, if you want to sound natural, then you've got to practice and you've got to make sure people, especially yourself, enjoy hearing your voice and get an opinion. Get somebody else to watch it. I find that really hard. Getting someone just to sit there and watch, especially if it's a loved one, a family member, a friend, I find it really difficult. I'd rather do it to an audience. But it's a good way of getting a good opinion, especially on the really big moment presentations, the one-offs uh, that are going to be the things that really make or break you. M maybe interviewing again. Get someone to interview with you. Get someone to show them the presentation. Most interviews have a two-stage process where you might have to do an in, um, a presentation. And they're looking for the person as well as the content. So practice it with somebody else. Get them to ask you the questions you expect them to get. The number of questions that you're going to get asked about your presentation is probably quite minimal when you think about it. So if you can get them to ask them questions, then when it comes up in the presentation or the interview, you can go, oh, OK, I can do that. 
perfect, I know the answer. How have you thought about this? Again, it's a balance between being natural and being too scripted. But it's also a balance between knowing your subject and coming over to someone who doesn't really understand or it doesn't sound like they understand it. Third on my list is, it links to some of the points I said earlier, keep it simple. You know, the brain is a great thing, as we said, but people's brains are lazy. And if you go too far, you go off on different ones, you're going to have problems. So, you know, not too much for the brain to remember is a probably a good way of thinking about it. Use the visual images. Get those pictures up there. The brain will link them. Simple languages. Not dumbing it down. We're not saying you're making it simple for people. You're not acting like people are simple. That's just insulting. There's a lot of clever people in the world and there's a lot of clever people in, in areas that sometimes you, you won't, we won't find them. There's lots of knowledge we can tap in our team meetings, in our in our gatherings, in our general contact with people. So, you know, make sure that when it's when I say about simple language, it's using plain English, uh, making sure your jargons and buzzwords are reduced. Yeah, well, you can use buzzwords and jargons if you're in a professional financial or an accounting or, or a technical meeting that know the jargon, that's fine. But think of the audience, as, as I said before. If those people haven't heard this before or are new to the company and you're in a company jargon, they're soon going to lose it. Some people are quite confident to ask, sorry, could you just tell me what that is? But others don't, and then they miss the whole point, and sometimes the lazy brain will turn off. He'll think, well, I haven't really gathered most of what he's been said, so I won't bother. It's quite hard for the brain to probably listen 20 minutes into a podcast. Maybe you're losing interest. Wake up, everyone. Please stop. Stop doing what you're doing, unless you're driving. Don't, don't stop driving if you're driving, because it's important to keep safe. So, that's the, the, the third point. You know, make it, keep it simple. And the fourth one, you know, think about the story. So, when you're doing a speech... Think about this story. If we're talking about something that's memorable and engaging, most things that I, I find is around a story. So find a story that's really going to resonate with them. It's got some sort of emotional attachment. You know, and, and you're looking at this idea of you need to get this three parts of any story, haven't you? You've got to make sure there's a, a start, a middle and an end. And usually you've got the first part, which is the setup. So the setup is around the starting with the why. You know, why should they, they care about what you're saying? You know, then you've got the middle bit, you know, this confrontation. So normally there's a confrontation where you put some details about the problem. You might put a villain in there and some sort of solution, maybe a hero that's going to make things better in the future. So that's the middle. Then the end of this story is going to be the resolution. So the resolution is around the roadmap to the future. What action do we want, or you as a presenter, want the audience to take? And the idea is having these characters in here. And it can be a personal story. It can lead into you and your life. If you listen to a lot of life coaches, there'll be some uh, turning point that's made them change in direction, uh, an addiction, uh, a workaholic, someone who's got a health scare. And that's usually part of their story. When they talk around this idea of a setup, you know, what's happened to them, it'll be about the why, working all these hours, all the effort I put in, then the, you know, the confrontation, well, it was making me ill, my wife, my husband left me, you know, the kids didn't know, I had to change and I realised that I'd been doing it wrong and then the the resolution well i've changed where i am now and look at what i'm doing i'm in a much better place and you can see how these stories will embed if i if i think back at some of the most memorable books i've read they've had some great stories if you think who moved my cheese about the mice and the humans great stories if you haven't read that i've read one minute manager another one that explains about a manager and the work he's doing and how he can change it um th th there's a number of the pig wrestler about problem solving is how to reframe it those three off the top of my head i can remember because they had stories solid stories in there 
So fourth on our list is, you know, make sure the speech has a story. It's about a story, a memorable story. And then the last bit is around projection. This is more going into point five is more about how you project. So you've got to remember back to the idea of people are going to listen to your your inflection in your voice they're going to get passionate when you get passionate but if they can't hear you you're not projecting you're not coming over then you soon lose it and there's a big piece in your voice which is about energy i'm hoping i'm putting some energy over in the podcast and that's projecting energy over there and the more energy you project the more the audience can feel empowered in there when you listen to a story an audible back to the idea of a story the uh, person reading it out will have that passion in the certain points if they just read very monotonely, hello, this is a story around a wizard called Harry Potter, you won't lose it. But you know when you listen to Stephen Fry's voice in the Harry Potter, how much his, his voice has got passion in certain areas and projects it well. And sixth on my list of how to improve your uh, uh, powerful presentations is around having fun. You know, injecting the passion, using your voice, but it's making sure you've got some enthusiasm out there because the audience will tell straight away if you're not interested. They know if you're there and you're nervous, you're not going to land it. So you're injecting some passion, you're doing it with a confidence and obviously that enthusiasm comes over. And the basic, basic, basic trick of this, and it's not really a trick, I'm sure most humans know this, is about smiling. Smiling when you're presenting makes such a massive difference. If your head's buried down, you're reading lines off of a, of a book um, whilst presenting, then it's not going to work. A smile, eye contact, looking around the room, all those basic things make it so much easier to present. And of course, it's one of the big things. If we wrap up today's um, podcast, it is one of the abilities to communicate and this ability to work with teams and and get the message over is a big part of of a leadership's role. So working on this, presenting skills and getting this power over is really important. And if I just go back through the six areas that I've just mentioned, just so you can clarify it. First one was around planning getting a plan don't just go straight onto powerpoint but take your time to plan it get the idea of one message second one practice makes better not perfect just keep practicing keep it simple simple language simple powerpoint you know speak about the subject as a story use the story use the idea of a, a setup and a confrontation and resolution the fifth is around projecting your voice making sure it's got energy in it and the sixth point is having fun have passion and how you do it. So I hope, saying all that, that I've come over with a bit of passion and a bit of enjoyment today. Uh, If I have or if I haven't, you know what I'm going to say next. Please, if you can, send me some feedback because it's always welcomed and it is such a gift uh, to managementpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to engage on some new or old topics or even just take some feedback from you guys as I know it'd be important to improve everything I'm doing here on the channel. Well, that's it for Management this week. As ever, please, if you can, do some of the things I spoke about, put them into play. Uh, but if not, at least you've enjoyed the show. So that's it for Management this week. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to this Manager Matt podcast. We hope you found it interesting, helpful and actionable. One last thing, please leave a quick review on iTunes or with your podcast provider as it helps to spread the word of Manager Matt. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you did like anything in particular, send an email to managermattpodcast at gmail.com. 
or visit managermat.co.uk for more content. Feedback is a gift, so let's keep giving. See you next week.